Hello, small beans, one and all. It's your big bean zaddy, Wolf the Daddy. <laughs> but, but no, really, it's, it's Wolf the Dog. And I am here to meme and scream till I deem this a proper scene that seems to lean mean from a serene scheme that beams live from 694.2 PTBP. Peepees, sheepies, teehees, creepies, wee-wees? <clears throat> hey, do you want to give my producer here some solid info on what you like about this here show? What we could improve upon and that sort of such ain't happenings? Check out the show notes for a link to our listener survey. A place for you delicious folk to make your voices heard. If you hate looking at the show notes for some dumb fucking reason, all the better. You can find a leak on our tweeter, Pretending Pod, our Facebook, <clears throat> fuck Mark Zuckerberg, or on the subreddit, r slash pretending to be people. And if you're interested in joining one of the most inclusive, fun-loving communities in this Cthulhu-forsaken world, join us on the Discord. There's a link you guessed it, in the show notes. True fans, check the show notes and click all them links without thinking, and that's the motherfucking truth, y'all. I click every link I see, no matter where it's from, or who sent it to me, and that's wild because I don't even know how to get on the fucking internet, Bill Gates. If you're sick of basic-ass juice, there's no excuse for not mixing in equal parts gin. Cherry liqueur and chartreuse. It's time for the news. Last time, Keith and Pastor Adam Kane went through the impassable metal plate, the door at the bottom of Bean's Pond, and Daddy passed the fuck out due to impact. Keith shot him in both feet before heading out down an old mine elevator to a cavernous laboratory. Above ground, Clark didn't throw away his shot, which he missed, but it led Casey Kristoff to have his hand blown off by a shot from the clandestine carbine of Anne Love, codenamed Karen. And then there was a very good conversation happening between Clark Bishop and Anne Love. They got into a whole thing about the asylum Woof, I bet there's more of that coming soon. Down in the underground lab, Keith found the drafts for an old camera, radio, gun, and helmet. He also found the blueprints for a ball, the 25th of which worked. M-A-R-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. Except for you, dear listener, you are beautiful beyond imagination, and you obviously remember that Keith then attempted to cast a spell of eternal life on himself that caused his nails to pop off like a movie theater concession stand. Mmm, butter. Now, dear listener, what is your favorite thing to put on top of heated dry corn? Some say butter. Some say Parmesan cheese. I say it's cousin with no backbone. And love, codename Karen, looks right at Clark Bishop and says, Wait a second, so... <laughs> Where's Leon? He's, uh, he's helping with something else. Yeah, but he was sent for... Did you send him somewhere else? Yes. Roll persuade. <laughs> <laughs> I pass. Uh, 35 on a 40. Okay. Well, we better get going. Wait, Anne. I, I gotta. I. What do you What do you know about Maggie? I mean, I know the takeover has been pretty brutal. The the, the takeover. That's kind of what well, I'm yeah, wondering about. Well, yeah, because Jim had to die, right? Because of the revelations of the overseer, uh, which he wasn't he wasn't stoked about. But uh, Maggie was seemingly completely on board with, and when that actually came to fruition, she saw her place and. 
came to claim it. Why did Jim have to die because of the revelation of the overseer? I I, I read a bit of that, and I don't okay. remember. Okay, walk seeing... and talk, walk and talk. This is all we gotta we gotta get to your. Uh, you still live at your parents' house, right? We can't. We, <laughs> Keith Keith's down in the hole. We can't leave Keith down there. Oh right! Can you help us get our buddy out of this hole? She looks down at it. Do you know and what's she down there? Like steps on it. I don't know. It seems like an impassable metal plate. <laughs> I don't, we haven't even like tried to pick it up or anything. I'd like to try to do that. Okay. Three, two. Remember, legs, not back. Three, two. Hey, councilwoman, are you going to help? Three, two, one. And you guys, you can't get your fingers more than half an inch underneath it. And there's just mud. It's seemingly just this metal plate. There's nothing under. What was I saying? I doubt it. I don't know. Who knows? Maggie? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. The revelation of the overseer. So, like, when when you couldn't get your parents' book, because I failed, Kevin here failed, we failed. Also, you know, sorry about all that. But uh, we couldn't get the book, so he tried to create his own, right? But when it happened, uh, the only thing that came out of it was that fucking picture, that creepy, creepy picture of the guy at the hood. The light says, you know, he should not live. What was it? It's only through death that he shall rise again. Oh, such an excellent member of the circle of knowledge you've already become. And there was a letter in it, right? Because letters pop out of that one. It's like you can't do shit with that book, but sometimes letters pop out. I don't know, but it was called the revelations of the overseer. And it was this thing that was just like the on and on about how Jim had to die in order for the world to be safe and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, Jim obviously didn't like that a whole lot, but you were friends with Jim, right? Friends is an interesting term. Well, you said he kind of recruited you. Like you guys had a relationship before the circle. Yeah, of he was my handler. He was our handler. Uh, cool. <laughs> Would you happen to know what a the meaning behind a tarot card with a devil on it might be? Does that ring a bell for you? I mean, Satan, but that seems more big picture and not really what we're doing here. Seems like we never really made that a focus and therefore just kind of fell off the plot line structure of this whole thing. <laughs> Satan? <laughs> yeah. Jack, was Satan your big bad? <laughs> well, I think it was more of like a code name. Basically, we're not here to try to take down Myriad. <laughs> that would be, that would take a bit of, uh, you know, intelligence and time. So, so, so you, you know about Myriad, you know, th- those creatures. Jim told us what he wanted to about Myriad. Yeah. What was it? What was that? We really need to get going if we're going to make it to CCC. Circle of knowledge to a circle of knowledge member. What is Myriad to us? To you, I don't know, but Myriad is the mm, the group that runs the government. Is that a good way of saying it? Yeah, it checks out. Basically, we made we a know. deal with them to use their technology if they could, you know, have some sway in political matters. And you met Marvin, right? He was a rebel, I guess, with a cause, if that cause is just attaining power. And then why did you kill my parents? To get the book that we never found. Sorry about that. If I had found it, I would have felt better about killing your parents, but I bet it it's still at your house, so if we could go get that, actually, that would be dope. You killed them because you couldn't find it? I was sent there to kill... Yes, Jim essentially hired us to go get the book, <laughs> but he, he told me... Uh, all means necessary. <laughs> I mean, even though they were his friends, technically, I guess, if you want to call that friendship, he had him under the San Farah Blum situation, so I guess it's not really friendship, but even that couldn't get the information out of him. San Farah Blum, we've we've heard we've heard that mentioned. What what is what's what is that? It's the project. <laughs> At Calm Comfy Campground. It's 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 the it's the whole thing with the flowers and uh, in the city. You know, uh, we've been using it in the city for a while, and then Myriad wanted us to go countrywide with it. But then James, for some reason, freaked out about that plan and fucked everything up for a <laughs> not for long. <laughs> Maggie's going through with it. But what does Sam Farablum do? pacifies the mind essentially so it makes people more malleable right so like everyone in the city basically works for barcorp at this point which is one of our subsidiaries that we own so basically the idea is that it's like um 
people are calling it New World Order, but basically it's just making sure that chaos doesn't happen. Could this New World Order protect a man of means such as myself? Kevin, are you talking about the money from all the cocaine we're probably going to sell as soon as this is over? Because <laughs> if so, then hell yeah. Yes, going to sell. What did that mean? That seemed like a thing. No, it didn't. <laughs> You know, this is an audio medium, and I can't convey my inner intentions with a glance or... (laughs) (laughs) You can join the Den of Sin for $15 to get those glances uh, on our Patreon content over at patreon.com slash pretending pod. That was all and love talking. Uh, Yeah, no, we're definitely going to be of means, but going to be. you are primed to join circle of knowledge and with that comes you know whatever you want but more than money it's a sense of pride of saving the world from total destruction but also on top of that you get literally anything you want because money doesn't really matter anymore for us well but i mean with the san Blom and myriad stuff aren't you kind of just destroying the world in the name of saving it. I had some qualms with that too. Maggie didn't mention this new world order stuff. I was I was signing mm-hmm. up to stop a yeah. stop a monster. Yeah, well that's how we're doing it. By creating one. Well, I don't I wouldn't say that we're creating a monster necessarily as You know, Maggie showed me that creature. Have you seen it? <laughs> the Gigantumbrapithecus? <laughs> I didn't know. I, she didn't tell me its name. Oh yeah, that shit is mad fucked. I'm sorry. What? Gigantumbrapithecus? Yeah. Sorry, I'm not in your club. Seriously, Kevin, you are absolutely going to join the Circle of Knowledge after this, which if we could get to the CCC, that (laughs) was the original original game plan. (laughs) Uh, But I guess we could get the book first. Get the book and then go to CCC because the book, I mean, your town here, no offense, completely fucked probably unless we figure out a way, which the book is probably the way that we can solve all this ooze and goo or whatever you're talking about. Did you know that Adam thought that he could somehow change all this. <laughs> Who's Adam? Adam is the man. Uh, He's down in that in, hole. In, in the hole. Oh, the helmet guy? Yeah. No, I don't know who that is. Do you know what, what he thought was down there? Have you seen this door before? Do you know anything about what's going on here at Bean's Pond? No. Did you say how you found us? Well, yeah, I came to town to break into your house, and then I saw this big floating wall of water that was filled with fish and I thought to myself you know what (laughs) that might be a place that I want to go and then it turns out my old partner's fucking here and she kind of like goes up and elbows you when we got to town we were saving the fish wall thingy for last (laughs) oh well we did opposites I suppose seemed like the most exciting thing maybe we should just go for the big fish wall next time (laughs) That's what Ann Love would do. Oh, by the way, my name's Ann Love. I don't know if you knew that. Hi, my name's John Lee Pettymore. Same as my daddy and my daddy before. (gasps) Oh, for real? That's like, that's your actual name? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, damn. That's me. Okay, cool. John. Nice to meet you, John. Nice to meet you, Ann. All right, you guys want to go continue to save the world? We got to kill this cat, though. Provisionally. Oh, we should kill this cat. I don't know. We got to kill this cat at that point. Uh, Agent Trent Cat, who is on top of the radio, has turned from being extremely hopeful that John Lee Pettymore would help him ooze his way into this radio to like, wait, what? I thought he turned on us after my offer of he threw gun, he threw dirt in my gun. Yeah, he thought he, he thought you were gonna kill him. He recently though has been pointing at he was pointing at the the on off switch on the thing. He was, yeah, he's pointing at the broken tube of the radio and then he was pointing at John. He was mostly just uh, afraid when you failed the roll it was less of a um like turning him on you more of a he's still afraid that you're going to try to kill him kind of thing. But with the conversation that's been happening since then, especially <laughs> the one where he got outed as uh, a member of a uh, posing force, if you will, of the unnatural He's gotten worried. Hold on, Ann. I think he's more of a use to us alive than dead. Okay. Well, you know. I wink at the cat. The cat winks back. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) And Carrie Pages is like sitting in the mud, just kind of like drawing in it. Hey, Drew. (laughs) 
Hey, yeah, no, sorry. Um, this is all going way over my head, and I would rather not have this knowledge if it means that if it's going to make me feel worse in my headspace, then I would rather not have this knowledge. So I would like to go home. I guess. True, I understand. I totally understand. True, I was I was hoping I could ask you a couple questions before you before we got you home. Is yeah, okay? we need to know the, some of the knowledge that's in your headspace. Yes, no, of course. Um, I am willing to answer any questions from you guys. Obviously, as long as Miss Karen, Karen, we'll, yeah, we'll be right with you, Karen. We'll he- we'll head your way after we finish talking to uh, Miss Pages here. Councilwoman? Yes, of course. Can you tell me what you learned from your time at... Uh, Big winks. Yeah. <laughs> at the side of Adam there? What, ha- what happened? Were you at the church? Well, he points to the radio. They use that to right. switch our bodies, of course, and then sure. I was blindfolded and held in a, in a side room until I was brought here. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> How did the <laughs> how'd they get a hold of you in the in the first place? Were you were you attacked, kidnapped? Did you seek them out? What what happened here? Oh yeah, no, right. So I was out and about and I was getting a cat carrier for you all. And then we had a phone conversation and then I believe it was that old um oh what's his name? That ne'er do well. Terrence. Yeah, Terrence Licker and uh, the other one the Rocky Balboa little fella. Fade. Oh, yeah, Fade. Uh, Fade can't pronounce his last name. Was uh, they, they came and they, they grabbed me and they, they brought me to the church. And the, did they ever mention a plan or a goal with you? Well, yeah, they were going to sacrifice everyone's bodies in order to get the pastor to go back in time to save the world, I guess was their plan, but it never made much sense to me because... I had all the faith in the world in the three of you. Oh, thanks, Drew. We're still working. Yeah, how much how how much progress did they make on that sacrifice in everybody's body part? Well, no, it was supposed to be an all at once deal. So oh, good. I, okay. All right. Whew. Yeah, I mean, bodies were were useful, but he, he he was mostly keeping everyone alive. I I would assume that they're all still at the first church of contention, but then looking around. I guess the first church of contention is unguarded currently. It does seem like the water's here and not there. I mean, there might be enough puddles there for everyone. That's what they were calling the pools, where they could hide from this, uh, they kept calling it residue. We call it goo. Oh, from the goo. I like that much better. Well, you were there. (laughs) You're Drew. Yes, I am, and I've always liked that much better. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to do one voice when you're trying to be in the mind of another. <laughs> yeah. I, I can only imagine. <laughs> Mel Blanc, they always talk about a sign that he was such a great voice actor. He did like Porky Pig and uh, yeah. Bugs mm. Bunny. He could do his other characters doing his doing other characters. Other char- oh, yeah. my so gosh, he could do yeah, like El- Elmer Fudd doing, doing Porky Pig. Porky Pig or whatever. Yeah. What would that sound like? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do either normally. <laughs> well, I get that wasque 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 rabbit. Oh, well, 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 nailed it. Yeah, I t- I turned to John. My, my one idea now is we could send Drew back to his body with the radio and the four wheeler, and would give him something to do. Maybe put him back in his own body, and we could go with. And here. I was only eavesdropping a little bit, but that sounds fantastic to me. If you could direct me in the right direction, then I could get back into my own body and not be. And Drew kind of looks down and is like, in Carrie Page's body. Ooh. Do we trust the sewer people with the radio? I trust Gary and Harry for sure. Who's all down there? Uh, Mildred Mitchell's down there. Um, and then your body is down there. Uh, last we left it, it was unconscious. Is it hurt? It took a couple spills, but... Nothing you can't handle, Drew. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get going. That sounds like a great idea to me. If you'll excuse me, Kitty. Back at uh, Angst House, during that firefight out on the lawn, I picked up a, another Snubdose revolver. I'm going sure. to hand that to Carrie, just just in case it comes in handy. You, you got protection. Okay. <sighs> and Carrie gets really emotional, looks at 
John Lee Pettymore III and says, Your son taught me how to shoot one of these. And I will never forget him for that and everything that he's done for me. Big grin comes across my face and I put both hands on his shoulders. And I said, no, Drew, bubblegum tree. And Carrie Page's eyes light up and Drew just like throws his arms around you. Hey, hey, little buddy. (laughs) John, is this really you? More or less, yeah. Oh my God, this whole time I thought that it was, oh my God. So we're all really indifferent. I mean, Clark, you're still Clark. Yeah, I mean... Except for Clark and, well, Keith is kind of MIA down to the bottom of the pond, but otherwise it's just all a big switcheroo. Oh, boy. This must be really confusing for everyone. Some folks have trouble keeping up with it, yeah, but not us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, John, I don't know how to repay you for... (sighs) Thank you. Then he turns, she turns, he turns to Anne Love... And thank you. You, I think, saved my life and puts out a hand. Maybe, maybe don't, maybe don't, maybe don't put out a hand. Oh, yep. Okay, sure. Uh, I'll just take this four-wheeler then. If you guys want to direct me in the appropriate direction to hit the sewers and Kitty, are you going with them or are you coming with me? And the cat is like pointing at the radio. I still think, (laughs) I still think that we should kill it. Noted. <laughs> Miss Pages, Harry put up a sign at Clinkers showing you where to go. If you if you can get to Clinkers, you can you can find them down there. You look to where Clinkers would be because it's just like a block past this water wall. <laughs> anyway, here's water wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, throwing it back to you. What do you guys want to do? Uh, John, do you think we should uh, like leave a note or something? Keith is t- still just down there. I assume he's going to come back up at some point. You could probably write it in the mud. Could get rained away. I don't know. Hell, he'll probably figure it out. But if you want to leave something in the mud, that's fine with me. I'm going to pat down my uniform. Do I maybe have a notepad on me? As you guys are doing this, Drew is getting on the four-wheeler. Wait, are we really going to go with Ann Love, the calm, comfy campground? We need to get in this fucking hole. And gives you a salute. And then with the cat on the back, I feel uh, like they drive up <laughs> out of Bean's Pond. We should have gone with him. Okay, when we started this entire campaign, my total, my absolute hope was that Drew Andrews and the body of Carrie Pages would be driving the four-wheeler that was brought here by K-Cell 25 years ago. Out of a dry beans pond with Agent Trent Chad, a city <laughs> asylum employee, in the body of Dr. Marie Andrews's cat, Salem, <laughs> out <laughs> and then toward Clinkers to find a hidden message in the signs to find out where they are in the sewers. And yeah. Love is like, hey, is that my four wheeler? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like this has been pretty railroaded the whole time. You're right. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. It was obvious you wanted us to get to hear it. Man, we've been. Man, I remember when you guys went along. to the city. I was like, oh, fuck. They don't understand my vision at all. God damn it. This has been fun. All right. Uh, it's not over yet. Not even by a little bit. So let's keep going. The four wheeler drives up and out, and Ann Love looks at you and is like, why wouldn't you want to go with me? We need to go to Bishop's. We need to get the book. If you finally tell us where it is, then we could have it. <laughs> and in the circle of knowledge, we can do whatever we want. Honestly, I'm not a big fan of Maggie. If you guys want to take over, the three of us could take over. And and could you just g- give me give me one one second? And I want to pull John away a little bit. John, um, do you remember that whole business at the at the college in our in our last lives yeah right before all that happened leon wanted to take me to the common comfy campground and at the last minute had a change of heart and decided that we should investigate the college stuff which i think we found out after the fact it seemed kind of like a personal thing for him but his actual mission was to get me 
to the common comfy campground. So, it seems like the circle wants us there at least. Yeah, but we learned a lot about the circle just now that kind of makes it seem a little unsavory. I don't. I didn't like all that new New World Order business, but the the creature is real. The creature I saw and it could it could end it all. Yeah. What if we kill Anne though? And just focus on trying to get Keith out of that hole. I feel like someone or something has thrown a lot of distractions at us. <laughs> I just want to focus on one thing. As much as I hate her, there's nothing that she could say or do that would ever make me call myself on her side. But at this point, she's saying some of the right things. That she doesn't necessarily care about Maggie, which we've had her doubts about Maggie. She knows yeah, a lot about what's going on. Power, clearly she's not like got good intentions. I mean, us in power means the New World Order thing wouldn't happen. I think that happens no matter what. We'd just be running it. I don't know if that'd be so bad if, if we could if we could change <laughs> it from the inside. I just want to watch my Smokies and, and sit around with my money <laughs> and my family. How, how, about, how about this? How about we just... You and I both know that killing her wouldn't be too much sweat off our backs, me especially. So let's just have that in our back pocket. The first time things get hinky, yeah, we can pop her. No questions asked. I think her taking. I think her trying to take us to Comp Company Campground right now is is the definition of hinky. Seems hinky to me. That's what I'm saying though. Is what like, about Keith, man? I mean, yeah. What about Keith? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, when you put it that way. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't trust her. I don't think we should go. I don't like it. I think we got to help Keith. Well, how how would we how would we do that? Fuck. They opened the door somehow. I kind of wondered Maybe if Maybe Ann knows more about it than she's letting on. I was asking her about it. That's what I thought I was hoping she would know that. I I'm kind of wondering now if it opened because Keith was near it. It has his name on it. Yeah, that's not a bad thought. Oh, you know what it was? I bet it was the watch. He had the watch on. That savior and son of a bitch. (sighs) Well. And at that exact moment, (laughs) you hear a rushing of a waterfall as whatever unnatural force was holding up either side of this water wall relinquishes control. And like a sheet of ice or a long cloth or a string of beads, this floating moat comes crashing down into the ground en masse, erupting both away from and into Bean's Pond, where the three of you are currently chit-chatting. I need both of you to roll swim checks. <laughs> That's something I sure as shit didn't put any points into. <laughs> and love rolled a four. Good for her. Oh my God, I pass. Uh, so I have the baseline 20 and I rolled a 10. I have the baseline oh. 20 and I rolled a 54. Clark, you, you see this thing. It's just... And from all sides, simultaneously, this mushroom-shaped lack of pond is filling back up and becoming a pond and as you're trying to run you got muddy feet and it's filling all the way to the top as you swim you uh you can stay afloat the entire time where you're only you don't take in much water as you're making your way up out of there john you actually have some issues as john lee pettymore the third is trying to swim out you feel your kind of robot is it sinking him? <laughs> Holy shit, that's perfect. Yeah, John, you feel the weight of the metal in your endoskeleton pulling you further and further down into the murky fish frenzy that is Bean's Pond. Oh, and you feel the intense buzzing inside your skull that you felt when you dunked your head into the truck bed puddle. And the static is growing and growing, but suddenly you're moving upward toward the surface at a rapid clip. And as you <gasps> break through the top of the water, you hear fossilachism, fossilachism, fossilachism. And you see Anne Love holding out one hand toward you and her other hand down at her feet. And she is standing on the pond. And you are standing on the pond. She puts her hand on your shoulder, and as you catch your breath, 
She walks you off of this teeming, overflowing pond and onto the bank next to Clark Bishop, still ankle deep due to the excess water in the wall. <laughs> oh, holy shit, Kev. Lucky for you, I was here. <laughs> and we were going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> What up, dude? How you living? <laughs> oh, like we this. got a screen share right off the bat. Oh boy, what are we? <laughs> <laughs> I just typed in. Did blorf. you know what? Okay, you didn't know what you were doing when you no. typed in blorf. Oh, that is a. Um, there's a furry. I yep, like this that one is better. A, oh boy. Ooh, this is a um, Blorf gets you a lot of good stuff. On our Call of Cthulhu game, uh, Luke learned what yiffing was. Oh yeah, furry sex. <laughs> that was. I don't know if that came from the chat or if that just came. I up don't in remember conversation. why it came up, but, but when you look up Blorf, there's a fair amount of there animal is. fucking going on in Ooh. here. Oh, this guy's name's Blorf too. He's a little alien. It looks like if Flubber became a person. It's like a Flubber and Ghostbusters mix. Ew. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine if Robin Williams had been in Ghostbusters? I can't imagine. They would go a little something like this. Hey, everybody, gotta get the ghost. Gotta get the ghost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good? It was good enough. Is <laughs> trying. We gotta is call. Better we than... gotta call. <laughs> it's something funny. Always gets it's good something. stuff. <laughs> okay, Luke, do you remember where we were last time? That is a baby with a handlebar mustache. <laughs> it's for a good look. Advanced sharing options. Who can share? Only host. Aw. There it is. I guess I'll get out of this then. (laughs) What a shame. It's fun being on Zoom calls with you, Luke. Let's play games. Let's play games. Last time, you went down an elevator shaft, an old mining elevator down, and then opened up a sealed blast door, like from a bunker, Entered a large cavernous room. Your ears popped. You did the yawn. I did. uh, uh, Sorry, what was that? uh, 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 It's a shame uh, that this uh, is uh, only uh, an audio medium because... Unless you subscribe to the Patreon, then once a month you get to watch me do this. (laughs) So, you went down here. You found papers that were blueprints for the four items that we've come to, to know as the items that were in the trunk that John Peters brought to his home from the green box over at, I want to say, A Plus Storage was the name. And those four items were the gun, the helmet, the radio, and the camera. And you found scientific uh, math that did not quite add up to come up with the engineering to make those items possible. You also found some notes about different spells this person was trying out uh, in an attempt at eternal life. And then you finally found 25 attempts at making a manipulating activator colon robot. Mary. A through Y, with the final one being codename Mary. Saw the picture of a small metal sphere that was one inch in diameter, and at the bottom it said, Host Found. And yes, I was excited. You tried out one of these spells for the eternal life situation. You gave it a go, and when you said the words enough times or maybe the right way or maybe with the correct pronunciation your bones began to vibrate and then you felt all of your toenails and fingernails popping like popcorn off of your body and at that exact moment you heard the blast door that it was on the far side of this room something rammed itself Probably something it. spooky. Might be a dragon. Look at my new name. I don't get it. Because uh, it doesn't have nails. No nails required. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it says dovetail joint, and I'm not a craftsman. 
um, okay, so what, when I look at my hand, like, what's that look like? Well, it looks like a hand, but instead of nails, there is a wrinkly bed of skin. So the nails popped like popcorn and fell off? Yes. If I touch them on the ground, are they still like nails? Or? They're brittle. Mm. I put one in my pocket. I put all of them in my pocket. Okay, as you're collecting them, they are brittle like cat's nails. Uh, they're like ogres. They're like ogres? Yeah, they have layers. So as <laughs> they like kind of <laughs> splinter apart as you're touching them, they're like extremely weak nails. Okay. I've got 10 of those in my pocket. Okay, so probably 100 shards. Okay, I want to take my shoes off and empty the nails out of there and then put my shoes back on. What was your foot situation? Did you have on boat shoes? Yes, I did. <laughs> so no socks. This is These no. were all just in your... Smelly, and they stink. Smelly. <laughs> they stink. Also, remember, I fell into. No, no, no. I took my. Oh shoes yeah, you off. took them off. So looking on yeah. the ground, you can look back and see the trail of uh, muddy footprints, and you're not quite sure whether it's all mud on those uh, yeah. footprints on the yeah. concrete ground, but you see. I want to put my toenails shards. in my pockets okay. too. So you got roughly 200 shards of nail in that left pocket. In only the left, left pocket. cargo pocket, like in the button button up one. You remember those Halloween games when you were a kid, where they'd have you put your hand into a like bowl spaghetti and grapes. <laughs> Yeah, imagine what it would be like to put your hand into just 200 shards of brittle nail. No, thank you. I almost just threw up saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now that I've got that done, my cleanup. Another slam into this door. Do I physically feel any different other than not having uh, nails? God, it's an emptiness. It's for sure emptiness. But it feels infinite in its helpfulness. Okay. Am I still bleeding out of my bullet wounds? Yes, very much so. Okay. I want to peer through the window on this blast door and see what's making the commotion. As you're peering through this circular... What are those called? Circle window. It's like a porthole. Submer- yes, thank you. So you're looking through this essentially porthole on this blast door. The lights in this cavernous room shine down at just the perfect angle to illuminate a small circle of the floor of whatever room is behind this blast door, which is otherwise drenched in perfect darkness. And in this well-lit ring, you can see the grayish, withering, nail-free feet of a human. Immediately, this creature rushes the door once more, boom, and it smushes its face against the glass. Staring at you with wild eyes is the skeletal, pallid face of a teenage girl. Her skin is thin and decaying. Small tears have opened up sores on her cheekbones, nose, and chin, where bone is peeking out under infected lesions. Her scalp looks the same where it isn't covered by patches of this thin, brittle hair, but still, enough of her is there to recognize Tildy B. Mitchell. No fucking way. And when she makes eye contact with you, she shrieks. I gotta get her out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta help her. Uh, I'm terrified. Roll sanity. (laughs) Uh, 39 on, I'm sure I have less than that. Seven. Go ahead and roll a d4. Three. You stumble backwards and you fall to the ground and a panel in the concrete right next to you begins to kind of and this square in the concrete kind of opens up it's weird you get the innate feeling that your watch was close enough to the ground in this exact spot and as this panel lifts up out of the ground it seems like you can remove a square of the concrete i do in the ground a foot down there is a revolver 
an old-timey revolver with weird, odd metal all over it and these glass tubes. And it's got a green light that's lit. I want to reach in and grab it. Is there anything else in that hole? No, there is not. Okay, I'm going to put it down on the ground very carefully as to not break any tubes. And I want to, in this whole room, I'm going to just walk around with my watch like an inch from the ground to see if anything else opens up. Oh, okay, fun. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead and roll. Uh, Roll on natural. Fifty. Now he's showing me. He's showing me what he rolled on the camera. He rolled a fifty on a fifty. Hell you yeah. motherfucker. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. When you go and you're like, basically, you're that dude on the beach. Got to find some quarters. Just trying to find some quarters, baby, and hopefully they're from the right year. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean, 2019. <laughs> Are those 2019 quarters are super rare. Yep. The newest, the newer the coin, the better they are. 2020 would be a real find. I don't think they exist. Well, that's why it would be so rare. (laughs) And another concrete square about a foot by a foot opens up out of the ground. And looking down into this spot, you see a single metal sphere about one inch in diameter. Ooh, I don't know if I want to touch it or not. Um, hmm. I want to check and make sure I still have my photo on me. When you look at the photograph that you have in your pocket, it is still your face as Silas Cole. Okay. What were the words on that piece of paper that uh, was her face dropped? Roll uh, intelligence. I think one a couple episodes ago I remembered it, but I'll go look in. Yeah, if you don't remember, then you have to roll. Forty-four on a fifty. <laughs> Hell yeah! You're just uh, just know. make sure you know. <laughs> I trust you. I like doing it though. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Show okay. me what you got. I look at the photo and I'm like, hmm. Oh, yeah, those words, I remember exactly what they are there. Because you wrote them, you pulled out a Sharpie and you wrote them on the back I of the picture. I wrote it on the back of the picture. And then I also wrote, this is Keith Bean's picture, don't steal it. <laughs> <laughs> it says, Ianaha Fursat Saiya. When I think of those words, how do I feel? Any different? Nope. Hmm. Keith thinks up for a second. He's like, well... We already chanted something weird today, so... Ianaha for Sat Saia. Ianaha for Sat Saia. Ianaha for Sat Saia. Uh, roll just a check against 50. Ooh, 64 on a 50, so I fail. Okay, so that means I get to choose what it does. This spell Ooh. had basically a mechanic where I didn't know that you were going to go batshit crazy and uh, fuck up Mildred Mitchell. <laughs> and <laughs> I made this spell where all four of us had a 25% chance of being the one who got to come up with what the spell does. Okay. <laughs> but since it's only me and you here, I just you had you roll decide. basically a 50-50 <laughs> shot to decide who gets to choose what the spell does. And I get to choose. It can only be three words. What the spell does can only be three words? Uh-huh. Yeah. Makes brain smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Don't say penis falls off. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I prayed for that one before I lost my fingernails. Indeed. <laughs> There's lots of combinations of three words mm-hmm. you could make okay i'm nervous as you begin to chant you feel your bones once again begin to vibrate but keith beans is more than bone keith beans is partially made of metal and all of that metal begins to heat up you can feel it inside you throbbing oh. with pain right before your skin begins splitting open. It starts at your index finger. Not my coke. And your hand. body <laughs> slowly begins to unzip the rip P 
peeling apart and the seam shooting up your forearm past your elbow, continuing toward your shoulder as the metal inside this arm begins falling out and clanking on the concrete floor below. The opening of your body does not cease, however, and your skin continues to burst open, unzipping itself up your neck, and it finally halts its progress at the tear duct of the eye the glass scientists had to surgically set back into its socket. The pain is searing and unbearable. Your metal septum shifts to one side and slides out of your nostril. An endless stream of cocaine pours onto the (laughs) ground, forming an anthill mound of white powder on the uneven concrete. Half of your upper body is an empty, slashed open skin suit. I just got- There's no more metal inside. No skin hanging off my face. With that, the real pain begins. Bones begin Cracking and forming, the bone and muscle starts growing. Your nerve endings are lighting up like the finale of a fireworks show, this torrid pain taking away your breath. Your body is covered in sweat, and you feel like this horror will never end. But finally, your skin begins zipping itself back up. And when it's finished, you can't even find the seam. The only evidence of what you just lived through is the pile of cocaine and metal skeletal structures strewn about on the ground below you. Does it still hurt? It hurts like a motherfucker. Well, I don't think Keith could have pulled off the one-arm Voldemort look, so I'm glad it came back at least. (laughs) I'm f- Keith is freaking the fuck out. How long does this process take? It takes, whew, what, 10 minutes? Ugh. So what are you doing while this is happening? Are you just standing there letting it happen? Are you walking around? Are you falling over? I'm like just staring at my arm and like, yeah, just like in shock, staring at my arm and like feeling my nose and trying to keep it together. And the spell has completed its intended purpose as you are made whole Again. And I need you to roll sanity. Yeah, I'm going to fail that unless it's a miracle. Okay, I have a 4% chance of this being a good roll. Oh, I bet you can do it. Nah. 87. Okay. Oh, 57. Still a fail. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead and uh, what do you think? Roll a d4 for me. Okay. Your body I hope just that fell out of itself and then reformed with human bone. Hope and that I don't roll a four on this bad boy. You won't. There's no way. Fucking shit. No shit. He's showing me the. He <laughs> rolled a four. <laughs> oh, Keith Beans. I don't feel very good. As you hit zero sanity. According to the rules of the game that we definitely always follow to a T. To the T. The handler gets to take over control. Spill the tea, baby. Don't mind if I do. Keith Beans, in his newly formed body, walks over to the workstation across this cavernous laboratory. He stuffs as many of the blueprints and notes as he possibly can into the big old cargo short pockets, along with his stash of nail shards. Before he sets his eyes on the gun, he so carefully placed on the ground to avoid cracking those glass tubes. Those glass tubes which he can now see are full of this undulating pitch black ooze and Keith picks up this odd-looking revolver eagerly considering the lit green light on the side which is next to the cylinder which he slides open revealing a single oversized bullet that fills the entire chamber this bullet looks old and dusty and Keith smiles as he resets the cylinder and pulls back the hammer. With the squeeze of the trigger comes a blinding flash of light, and Keith Beans finds himself standing on a dirty, sandy trail. 
The smell of piss and shit wafts through the humid summer air, and looking down the road, Keith sees a man, just a bit ahead of him, walking into town. The camera pans down just in time as Keith Bean strips his shorts off. We steadily move forward over the shit and mud-covered shorts and the dusty footpath and words appear at the bottom of the screen in an old western font that reads, Contention, 1880-something. As the camera pans back up, there in the distance, we see a fully naked Keith Bean sprinting toward his target. He hollers out, Hey, Silas Cole! And the man turns around just in time for a sucker punch. As soon as Cole hits the ground, Keith grabs his chin and the back of his neck and extinguishes this man's life with a single twist. Keith is standing over this man's body now, which is face down in the dry, cracked dirt. Face down in the dirt. And uh, this dead body says it doesn't hurt. Yep, guys, if you haven't checked out Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, <laughs> mm, I'm telling you, top tier, top tier shit. Back to the body on the ground. Keith's hands are trembling as he rolls Silas over. A dead man in his mid-twenties, stiff as a glass of moonshine, dressed in the fashion of the day, and a trifolded piece of parchment falls out of this deceased man's jacket pocket. It's a job advertisement for the Contention Mining Company, and it reads, We is hiring able bodies. Readying untapped sight. Plenty of work. Hesitate not. Whew. What the hell's gonna happen? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking insane and in, in the past. I'm gonna fuck some shit up. <laughs> it's my town now. 